fellow fabricators and stone shop owners from across the fruited plain and beyond. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley, and this is the Fab Lab Podcast. Now, when I say across the fruited plain and beyond, the, the beyond has taken on, I guess, a little more context. We got this podcast platform, I guess you could say, where we upload all these episodes to, and then somehow, not sure how, it distributes them out to all the various podcast players, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so on and so forth, many others. But I was dinking around on that platform, this place where these episodes are uploaded to initially, and it's got the stats because I sometimes just get curious about, you know, is anybody listening to the Fab Lab podcast? <laughs> Actually, I know you are because I hear from you all the time. But I, I ran across this map, a map of the world, and I went, oh my goodness, and it shows the countries where downloads, not just where the downloads are coming from, but how many downloads are coming from each country, and I was just surprised. I, I didn't know we had so many listeners beyond the fruited plain. And so for those of you not in the United States of America, for those of you listening around the world, wow, what a privilege, what an honor it is to uh, to know that you are tuning into the Fab Lab podcast. And those of you here in the United States of America, uh, somewhere along those fruited plains, coast to coast here in the USA, I say welcome to you too. I am so glad that you are tuning in as well as I pick back up and get back into the swing of things. I want to say a special thanks to Ed Young. As you know, he guest hosted for me the last three weeks, and what a now what a gift, what a privilege, what a blessing it was to have Ed step in. My family and I had the opportunity to take a three week cross the I guess across the fruited plain trip. We covered fourteen states in twenty one days in our RV, five thousand and seventy three miles from our driveway back to our driveway. And along the way, I just had this amazing gift that Ed Young would be willing to step in and record those awesome three podcasts, the two topics that he covered, and then the interview with Gina. It was great. And so, Ed, if you're listening, so appreciate you. Thank you for stepping in. My plan all along was to do the first podcast on a topic that I like to call Trust the People, Trust the Process. But I'm going to put that off for a week, and it kind of touches on the the way that Ed stepped in and, and the, the great gift that it is to be able to trust and have people that are trustworthy to step in so that I can step away. But today, oddly enough, the day I was going to record that podcast, I had an experience that I thought I would share with you because I think it's a lot more relevant, and I'll just jump right into it. It's somewhat personal. But this morning, I woke up. Actually, I went to bed last night just kind of in a funk, was gone for three weeks, kind of checked out. I was checking in a little bit here and there, got back. Two of my kids got COVID, so now we're quarantined. Some things didn't go as well as I'd hoped they would go, and I was just off. Went to bed last night just kind of in a funk. Woke up this morning in just a pessimistic mood, frustrated, a little annoyed. Not that anything went wrong, but some of my expectations, not about anybody's performance, but just these general expectations that I had weren't met. And I just, I woke up disappointed, frustrated, and, and pessimistic. And, and, and after, I don't know, I got, got around, was in the shower, and I could just feel my attitude spiraling and this negativity creeping into my mind. And this was this odd experience. I, I had this moment of clarity 
where I realized what was happening. I was in this mental tailspin of just devolving into negativity, which is just not productive. It's counterproductive. It doesn't accomplish anything. In fact, it's destructive. And so I, in the shower, I had this moment where I went, oh, that's what's happening. And in that moment, I'm just going to share with you, I had this kind of recollection of all the things I've learned, all the coaching input that I've had over the years, all the stuff that I've read and studied, personal development, professional development, mindset, those kind of things just clicked. And, and, and in this moment, it was just a, just a, just a blink. I realized what was happening and I said, I got to do something different. And so the first thing that came to mind, I'm going to share with you, the first thing that came to mind started this, but then there were three more things. I'm going to share with you three things and then a bonus strategy here that literally in that moment, well, in that moment I began and then I got out of the shower, got dressed, got out to my computer and then actually, (laughs) well, I'll tell you what I did. Anyway, in that moment, the first thought that occurred to me was, you know what you need to do? You need to recall the lesson that you shared with everybody about the benefit of gratitude. So what you need to do is go upstairs, and before you have any more of this negative thinking about the things that you're disappointed with, the things you're not happy about, the things that you think you know, are, are missed expectations or unmet expectations, you need to spend some time writing down what you're thankful for. And as soon as that thought hit, I went, well, you know what else I need to do? I probably, instead of complaining about the things that I'm not happy about, I could probably also make a list of the things that I can do (laughs) to impact that so that my expectations are met. So anyway, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, there's something constructive that I can do. So get out of the shower, brush my teeth, get my coffee, go upstairs, I sit down, and the first three things that come to mind, I'm going to read them to you. I'm going to read the first three, and I'm going to talk about them briefly, and then I'm going to give you a bonus, a fourth principle, if you will, or step that you can take. So the first The first step was, like I said, express gratitude. So all I I didn't even get into these. I just simply wrote these three bullet points out and then the fourth one. So I wrote down express gratitude. Number two, this came to mind. That must have been as I was coming up the stairs. Banish all negative thinking. And then the third was, what can I do, dash, and I'm literally reading off the document that I wrote on this Word, you know, Word page, printed off. What can I do? And what actions can I take? Well, I had just enough time to write those three sort of bullet points down. And then I got distracted. I had to go back downstairs and deal with something. Like I said, I got a couple kids with COVID and I don't remember what it was. But anyway, I had enough time to write those three bullet points down. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, no exaggeration. I can tell you with absolute transparent honesty, but by simply writing down, okay, I'm going to come back and do three things, express gratitude, banish negative thinking, and make a list of things that I can do, what actions I can take. Simply writing those three things down or typing them onto a Word document instantaneously began to change my mindset and my experience and my emotional stability that pessimism began to fade and an optimism began to return and an excitement. And I went downstairs, took care of what I could, whatever I was supposed to take care of. And I couldn't wait to get back upstairs and sit down and fill in the blanks. And so let me just tell you, I'm just going to briefly review this. I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, if you are under stress right now, if you are struggling right now, if the strain is getting to you right now, if expectations that you've had aren't being met, if you're disappointed, if you feel a sense of just 
angst and unease over all the news, things going on in the business, things going on outside the business, and it's beginning to weigh you down, may, may you find encouragement in what I'm about to share with you. This simple three steps and a bonus, <laughs> three steps and a bonus, I'm just going to share with you. I may not read everything that I wrote here, but I'm going to read enough of it so that you get a sense of how simple this is and how brief it was, and yet the power and the impact that it had on my day. Here I am, what is it? It's 8.32 Pacific Standard Time, Thursday night. And I am jacked. I am jazzed. I am excited. I am looking forward to tomorrow because I got a list of things I'm going to do. I got a list of things I can do. I got a list of things I'm really thankful for. And it's like, wow, you put that into perspective. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, my expectations weren't met. That's not the end of the world. It means that I've got to readjust. I got to recalibrate. I got to come at this tomorrow morning. Tomorrow's a new day. So let me tell you just briefly. I'll go into a little bit more detail. Number one expressing gratitude. Now, what I wrote here was express gratitude to the Lord for all he has done. That's just simply what I, word for word, not deviate. I'm just simply being as transparent as I possibly can. In my worldview, in my perspective, there's a sovereign God. And when I thank, I don't thank the universe. I don't thank my lucky stars. I thank God. Wow. I have a lot to be thankful for. So here's a few of them. I get to work from home. Wow. My encouragement, my lightness of heart, That's a dream come true for me. That was at the top. Number two, I got a great and meaningful product that I get to be a part of with No Lift Install System. Got a great crew. The team at No Lift is freaking unbelievable. And sometimes I have to like, I don't actually pinch myself, but it's like that. It's like, can this be true? Is it really possible to have this great a group of people that I get the privilege of working alongside every day? It's freaking awesome. Shared values with the management team. Now, I've got a great management team. This is where it gets back to trusting the people and trusting the process, the topic of the next podcast. But when your key players in the company deeply share your values, it's unbelievable. The sense of freedom, you can take a three-week trip and not get any calls, not have any chaos, not lose a wink of sleep, practically not even think about it. Like, forget that you even have the company. Not that I forget. I'm I'm being a little bit, you know, I'm embellishing that. But when you know the crew that's in charge shares your values and they're going to make the same decisions that you would make if you were there, it's like, what a relief. What a blessing. I'm thankful to God that I got to take that three-week trip because I got such a great crew that shares my values that are back managing the company. We're debt-free. I might do a podcast on that here at some point, but we are absolutely, utterly 110. 100% 100% debt-free personally and in our businesses. What a blessing. And as I'm reading through these, it's like, wow, they just completely eliminated. They overshadowed those disappointments, those unmet expectations. It's like, yeah, those are unmet expectations. We'll get to that. But let's not lose sight of all the things that we have to be thankful for. we got a great reputation in the business, in the industry. And i got a great business partner, my Uncle Roger. He and I co-founded No Lift Install System, and uh, it, what a joy, what a privilege it is to work with him. After all he's been through and all the experiences that he's had, a wise, wise, wise man who brings so much to the table, and it's, it's just so fun to, uh, to be able to see all that wisdom experience that he brings to the equation, especially in times like this. So I stopped there. That was A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, so that's what, seven. Took me like Two minutes to write those seven things that I am grateful for, the things that I am expressing gratitude for. 
wow, so what's the what's the value here? Well, one thing I want to mention, way, 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 way back in episode 75, I think I mentioned that here just a couple of minutes ago, I did a podcast. I thought it was titled The Neuroscience of Gratitude. That's what it was supposed to be titled. So that's like almost 100 episodes. No, well, 75 episodes ago. So I went back to find out which episode it was, and I realized it's actually the title is called Gratitude Equals Success. It's true. I think the neuroscience of gratitude is a, is a classier title. Anyway, if you want more in-depth understanding in, in some of the statistics and some of the research that's been done on the act of gratitude and writing down what you're thankful for, it has been proven to literally alter your brain and the circuitry in your brain simply by expressing what you're thankful for. So I would say if you're, if you're down, if you're discouraged, if you're disappointed, fellow fabricators, ladies and gentlemen, stop for just a moment, write down the things that you're grateful for. Write down the things that you're thankful for. So that's, that's number one. Number two, banish negative thinking. I've heard people refer to it as that stinking, you know, that stinking thinking. Well, I was really just in this dark pessimistic just nasty mindset it just was it's kind of unusual for me to be in that headspace but I was there and that was sort of that moment of clarity it was like what what's going on here so anyway so here's what I wrote I'm just going to write word for word this isn't necessarily a prescription I'm just simply going to read okay I recognize I got to stop letting these negative thoughts these pessimistic thoughts dominate my thinking because it's counterproductive. So here's what I wrote. It's kind of a declaration. Actually, as I'm reading this, it's kind of funny. But it put me in the right frame of mind. So here's number two. Banish all negative thinking. I hereby choose, decide, and commit to paying attention to my thoughts and to consciously put away negative or pessimistic thoughts and to replace them with gratitude or actions that will actually affect the outcome. That's all I wrote. I thought, I, I got to just make a statement here. I'm going to consciously choose when a negative thought enters my mind. That's not going to work. Woe is me. That really sucks. You're, you know, you're so unfortunate. I'm going to stop, take that thought and replace it with either a positive thought, a truthful statement or actions that will actually affect the outcome. So, really important. There's, there's, a, there's a scripture in the Bible. It says, take every thought captive. There's another scripture that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think this is an aspect of that. When those negative, pessimistic, hostile, discouraging thoughts are dominating our thinking, and they're at the forefront of our mind, how do you get rid of those? You've got to replace them. They've got to be extracted, ident- or maybe identified, set aside, and then replaced with something that's proactive and truthful and positive. And so there, there's my declaration. I hereby choose, decide, and commit <laughs> to paying attention to my thoughts, which means you got to be consciously paying attention. I don't know how long. I was at least in that funk for a half an hour, maybe longer, and didn't realize it. That's the insidious nature of this negativity. This negative thinking, it can just grow and creep and and just well up inside of us, and it has a tremendously adverse effect on the outcome of our thinking, the outcome of our actions, and just our experience throughout the day. And so we got to be paying attention. Hey, that's a negative thought. I don't want to dwell on that. I want to dispose of that and replace it with something that's positive, optimistic, or actions that I can take, which leads me to the third point. What can I do, dash, what actions can I take? 
part of my negativity and pessimism was that I was, some of the thoughts that I was having is there's nothing that can be done. We've tried everything. Everything we've tried hasn't worked. Woe is me. It's hopeless. There's no point. What's the point? And, 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 and so that, that sense of futility that I'm in a situation that I can't affect. Well, that's not true as evidenced by this list that got really long really quickly and actually made me a little bit ashamed that I haven't been doing some of this stuff already. So what can I do and what actions I can take? Again, this took me just a couple of minutes of brainstorming. Now, in Word, the way this outlined it, this was number three, but then when I tabbed in for my sub points that I was going to write down, these actions that put them into A, B, C, D. So the first six, A, B, C, D, E, and F, and then I get to F, that action had four subpoints to it. But I'll stop at F. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, and J is ten. So I came up with ten actions that I can take. And now the question is, is will I take them? The question is, do I have the commitment to actually act on these tactics, these actions that I can take? So what I'm telling you, and I've already done one of them. No, oh, hold on a second. No, I was thinking about dealing with that. I have not dealt with that yet. That's H. There's there's a caller ID issue in our phone system that I wanted to discuss, and so I thought I had to, I haven't. So I gotta I gotta take care of that as soon as this podcast is recorded. But my point is. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain and beyond, those of you around the world, what can you do? What is it within your power? Now, there are some things that are out of our control. The economy, out of our control. Decisions in Washington, out of our control. The things that our people do, out of our control. The things that our customers say about us, largely out of our control. You can't do anything about that. The question is, is what can we do? What actions can we take? What steps can we take to affect the outcome, to get us out of that stinking thinking and get us back into an optimistic, optimistic action-based approach and mentality that actually allows us to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, allows us to be successful, allows us to live the lives that we want to live as we run these businesses here in the stone industry. And so those are the three points, express gratitude, banish negative thinking, Make a list of the things that you can do, and then the question is, do you do them? Well, that's going to determine you know, uh, how fast you want to make progress. And I've got 10 items here. that I. It, so here's the cool thing. Even though I haven't taken action, I had such a busy day, I haven't been gone for three weeks, simply having a list of what I can do completely overshadowed that sense of helplessness. It's like, you're not helpless. <laughs> you, you may be lazy. You may not have any discipline, but this isn't an this isn't a lack of opportunity. This isn't a situation of having your hands tied and being in, unable to do anything. It's that you haven't taken action on these things up to this point. The question is, will I? The question is, will you, fellow fabricator, make a list of the things that you can do that will affect the outcome and transform that stress into strength that positively impacts your business? Now, I want to get to the last thing here: the bonus. Prayer. Winston Churchill, it's interesting, back in World War II, made a statement. I probably won't be able to recite it word for word. I don't have it written down. I'm not looking at it. But he said something to this effect in the early stages of World War II, before the United States had entered the war, Britain was all alone over there in Europe trying to fend off the, you know, the Germans and the Nazis. And he was begging 
Roosevelt to send them money, to send them ships, to send them tanks, to, to, to join the war effort. And, and, you know, the U.S. had a very, and they weren't ready to do, you know, World War I over again. They were like, we're not doing that again. That was the war to end all wars. We're not ready to just jump right back in. So they were resistant. President Roosevelt was like, eh, kind of tepid in his response. And Churchill made this statement. I don't remember who he made it to, but he said this. I think he might have said it to Parliament or maybe people in his cabinet. He said, the United, and he was reassuring them because it didn't look like America was going to help. It didn't look like America was going to enter the war effort. It was They weren't going to come to the aid of England, who was standing alone against this onslaught. And Churchill reassured whoever it was he was speaking to. He said, America always does the right thing, but only after they've exhausted all other opportunities. That's a paraphrase. Pretty close Pretty close paraphrase of what he told to reassure his countrymen or his cabinet or parliament or whoever it was. America always does the right thing, but only after they've exhausted all other opportunities. I find prayer to be very similar to that. Oftentimes, prayer is like my last resort. After I have done everything I can possibly do (laughs) to affect the, the circumstances that I find myself in and oftentimes come up with nothing. It's like, wow, none of that worked. It's only then that I resort to prayer. It's only then that I resort to calling on a higher power, the creator God, the God in the heavens, the God that created the heavens and the earth and me. I believe I'm his child. And it's like, wow, the opportunity to go to the Lord in prayer and bring my request to him and say, I've done all I can do. Can you help me? The power in that, the the practical power in the submission to a higher authority is transformational. Now, I know that some of you, or maybe most of you, maybe all of you don't share that faith in a creator God, and that's okay. That's why I made this the bonus point. I didn't lead with it. But I want you to know that I believe this aspect, at least in my perspective, is every bit as important as expressing gratitude, banishing negative thinking, and taking action where necessary. The power of prayer. Have you ever read the book, The Power the, the, the Power of Positive Thinking? That guy's name is going to um, escape my mind at the moment. It'll come to me probably as soon as I stop recording this podcast. But if you ever read that book, it's all about prayer. It's not about positive thinking. That whole book is about praying. And the posture that prayer puts us into a position of humility and expectation waiting on those prayers to be answered. And we still got to act. We still got to take action. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're in that sense of desperation, if you've done everything you can possibly do, if you've exhausted all other options, don't overlook, don't forget the role that prayer and the power of prayer can play, not just in your situation, but in your life as well. And so Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain, I hope you have found this encouraging. This little exercise this morning that kind of popped into my mind unexpectedly literally transformed my day. The excitement in my voice is infectious. It's infecting me. It's exciting me. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and all the things that we've got ahead of us. I hope it is affecting you as well. I hope you find this encouragement. I also want to tell you, if you are feeling alone, you know that I do coaching uh, as, a, as a result of the Fab Lab podcast. You know that I owned a stone shop for 23 years. I've been through multiple, I've been through a major downturn. You think you could call it a depression in the building industry. I've been through a turnaround where I nearly lost my company in 2018. 
Uh, I've been through a lot, and now I have the joy, I have the privilege, I have the honor of being able to return, to give back, to coach stone shop owners through situations and to the success that they are seeking. So I just want to make a comment. I want to, I want to make an offer to you. If you are feeling alone in the struggle of leading your stone shop, real common, despite the regional workshops and Facebook groups that you may be participating if you feel like you have no safe place to unload or offload or process the stress, which is sometimes crushing, the stress of running your stone shop, despite the fact that you are surrounded by employees and family, I just want you to know you're not alone. And I want you to know that I understand. But I could tell you that if you continue in that isolation, it will only grow. That sense of being alone will only grow, and it will be a risk to your health and to the health of your company, and it will only increase over time. So that's why I offer 90-minute complimentary, no-strings-attached coaching sessions to stone shop owners like you. I do it all the time. These one-on-one coaching sessions create an environment where massive shifts in perspective, like the one I had this morning, and major insights into your own business can transform your experience as an owner. So if you would like to explore one-on-one coaching with me and a 90-minute complimentary, no-strings-attached coaching session, simply go to the show notes, click on the link for one-on-one coaching. You'll answer a few questions about your business. It'll send that to me. I will reach out to you, and we will schedule 90 uninterrupted minutes, me and you, talking about your business talking about what's going on, and seeing what can be done to make that better so you don't feel alone. So fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, I look forward to hearing from you, and I look forward to the next episode on the Fab Lab Podcast. Until then, happy fabricating.